0: This is Christian Delbianco and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. On driver.
1: Tired whip. Scars. Now it's Hands off for Rabel. Switches hands and scores.
0: Kylie O'Mill are showing off those shifty skills. Right off the bat, there's
1: Lyle Thompson. Now opportunity for the Warriors Del Delbianco
2: makes the save. Open Pro Lacrosse Talk, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hunt. He's Adam. And together we're bringing you interviews with your favorite players and coaches as well as news from all four professional lacrosse leagues. We're here with Christian DelBianco, starting goaltender with the Calgary Roughnecks and 2019 NLL champion. Christian, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You know, of course, we appreciate you coming on. So Christian, you started playing lacrosse in Coquitlam, British Columbia. Uh, When did you start playing goalie first, and uh, what was it like picking up a stick for the first time?
0: Uh, I think uh, for me, I had an older brother who was goalie growing up, so I started pretty young. I think it was kind of my uh, second-year tyke, first-year novice that I went to full-time goaltending and kind of that's how we started it and obviously
1: enjoyed it so we stuck with it through
2: awesome that's great
1: yeah that's fantastic and 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 you moved on to junior a with coquitlam and you were able to win two mento cups with them which which was fantastic talk about that experience and particularly that ot winner against orangeville in 2016 yeah, I mean, I was uh, obviously pretty fortunate, grew up in a pretty huge lacrosse town, and we had
0: a pretty good culture with our junior A program, so fortunate enough to go to a couple of Minto's and win two, and obviously that Orangeville one was a pretty special one, being the first, and being in kind of our own backyard in Langley, BC, not too mm-hmm. far from Coquitlam was pretty special, and it's definitely not something that you take for granted, getting to be a part of two teams that were that special.
2: No, that's awesome. You know, kind of probably got you a, a little bit of experience under your belt, um, and then you came into the NLL in 2016 at 18 years old. How did your junior A experience uh, kind of help you prepare you to make that jump to the NLL? And did you ever feel like you had something to prove?
0: Uh, I think you always kind of feel like there's something to prove, right? Whether that's the hype, whether that's people doubting you. So, I think the big thing just coming from a program that took took it as serious as the Coquitlam Junior Admics did, and just the level of practice and preparation, I think gives you a little bit more of an advantage making that jump for some of the other guys from smaller organizations, potentially.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. And you know, you yeah, yeah, continued that success with Coquitlam uh, with the Roughnecks, obviously. Let's talk about that playoff run from last season and what was going through your head in that overtime game. Uh, number two, you know, what were the nerves like in that situation for you?
0: I think it's kind of of those situations where it's
1: obviously pretty intense,
0: a lot of pressure, Mm -hmm. but I think when you get in the game that big, it's kind of everything just kind of leaves you and you stop thinking and you're just kind of living in the moment and just worrying about one shot at a time. And I think that's big for any player in any sort of pressure situation is just kind of being in the moment, not thinking too much about the bigger picture.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and kind of what was that moment like? Like, I guess you could say, when Reese Dutch found the back of the net to give you guys that championship.
0: Absolutely insane, right? I think kind of <laughs> you're just running around, jumping, hugging everybody, and yeah, I think it's one of those things that you kind of don't really, it doesn't really hit you till a couple minutes after, just because how high your adrenaline is and how crazy everything is.
2: Yeah, no, I, I bet it was a surreal moment for you. Um, you're now, you know, in your fifth year in the league, uh, third year as a starter. How's your game kind of changed over time, if at all?
0: I think just uh, maybe like a little bit older, wise the wise bull versus the young bull, right? Kind of mm. preserving a bit of energy, knowing when to throw the deep ball, knowing when to be conservative, right? And just working more on a bit, bit of the game management and tempo management of games, I think, is something that I've learned over the three years as a starter.
2: And, yeah, is there any added pressure, too, uh, this year, you know, being the defending champions, um, whether it's you personally or just the team as a whole?
0: Uh, I think, you know what, it's kind of the past of the past, right? Obviously, we had a pretty special year last year, but, you know what, nothing's owed to us. So this year it's kind of the new season, a new look, and it's just kind of taking things one game at a time, right? I think if you're living in the past, you aren't really going to do too good in the present, so... We're we're on on to the next game, and I think it, as great as all those memories are from last year, I think we kind of just got
1: to put those in the rearview mirror. Yeah, make makes complete sense. And kind of kind of moving forward, like you said, talking about this season currently, Roughnecks are kind of in the middle of the pack right now, that Western division, and uh, suffered some tough, really close losses and some injuries to some key guys currently. Uh, you guys are no strangers, obviously, to second-half surges uh, since, with what you did last year. What's been Coach's message thus far uh, that he's been preaching to you and your teammates to kind of continue uh, uh, building on that success? Uh, you know, I think the big thing is nobody in our dressing room feels bad for ourselves
0: right now, right? We've kind of, we've dug ourselves in a bit of a hole and we're not going to hide from that, right? We we haven't played our best lacrosse, but you know what? The advances the are in our dressing room, right? There's no one else who can uh, make the change other than us. I think our coaches are giving us a very good game plan and it's definitely not from lack of effort from them, right, that we're not having yep. success at the moment, but you know, that's lacrosse. Everybody in the league's good, right? Anybody can beat anyone as as we've seen so far, right? Yeah. So I think it's just kinda focusing on the next game and I think you gotta play every game as a playoff game in this league. Otherwise I think it's pretty easy to be on the outside looking in when it comes to playoffs.
2: Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. Uh you gotta treat one game at a time. Um, kind of on a higher level uh, with the NLO in general, I know you talked a little bit about this on the Strip Podcast uh, with Colton Clark and Tyson Geick, um this past week, but where do you see the NLO progressing in the next three to five years, and do you think the sport will ever be able to offer players full-time wages within your career?
0: Uh, you know what, I think obviously I'm, I'm pretty uh, in the start of my career here, so hopefully if all goes well, I can squeeze out a, a couple more years, maybe 10 more years, right, if everything mm-hmm. goes perfect. But mm-hmm. I think the big thing is just knowing that how the expansion's going and the level of ownership, how professional it is that we have moving on in the league. I mm-hmm. think there is kind of that potential to go full-time. But with that being said, that's not an overnight, right? I think there's going to be some, some sort of period there in between where, you know, maybe guys are making the 50-gram ballpark and we're kind of three-quarter time, right? So it's going to affect yeah. some of guys off-floor jobs, but I think it's one of those sacrifices that players might need to make for the the league and sport to move forward.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's uh you got a good grasp on it and that makes sense too. It's it's going to take baby steps. It's never going to happen overnight. Um but you know, talk to me a little bit too about how uh you know, the Calgary Flames organization and you know, the Roughnecks as a whole have kind of, you know, helped you guys um and you know really made you feel at home in the Calgary organization
0: I think the big thing right is just everything from day one is it's that top tier right everything's run at a professional level and I think for a league that maybe sometimes people say oh you know it's a professional amateur sports this that I think they make us feel like pros right they give us everything we need to succeed we have fantastic training staff an unbelievable equipment manager right and GM who's kind of always there for us when we need stuff. that's mm-hmm. going to put us in a in a situation to succeed, right? Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I've heard other great things from other ownership groups across the league from players, right? But I think it's definitely not something that you take for granted being in that type of organization.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, you know, I think they're they're one of the organizations that d- does it really, really well. Um, and we're seeing more, you know, NHL. Uh, teams partner with the NLL organizations which I think is good for you know both the NLL team but also the NHL team itself as well you know I think obviously the NLL needs the boost a little bit more but I think it can be beneficial for both fan bases so I think that's a great perspective on it Um, we're going to take a quick break here a word from our sponsor and then we'll dive into our five and five questions Before history is written,
0: it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
2: Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine The Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today. All right, so welcome back. Uh, now it's time to dive into our 5-5 five and five segment. So Adam's going to start with uh, the lacrosse-related questions, and then I'll dive into the off-the-field questions. But Adam, why don't you start off?
1: Yeah, sounds good. Number one, what are some pre-games, superstitions, or routines that you have, Christian?
0: Uh, you know what? I'm not too, uh, too superstitious, I like to think, especially for a goalie. I know mm-hmm. some people like to give us a bit of a bad rap, but... <laughs> You know what? I'm just uh, one of those guys that I think I need to get to the rink early. I'm, I'm I like being there, kind of three hours before game, kind of take everything in, get a good stretch, throw the ball around. I find if I, I kind of just sit in a hotel room, I get a little too stir crazy. So mm-hmm. I'd say that'd be my one superstition.
1: Yeah, that, that makes sense. No, I'm a I'm a goalie too, so uh, completely understand that one. Um, so speaking of goalies, who was your favorite goalie growing up? Um, you know, that's
0: a, that's a pretty hard one. I think, obviously, as a young guy, when I was super young, it was kind of guys like Matt Vince, uh, Anthony Cosmo, were kind of two guys that were at the top of the game. And then even a guy who was kind of on my team as Tyler Richards, mm-hmm. right, who was playing for Washington at the time, not too far from Vancouver, was another guy that I looked up to. And then I think once I got to that junior level, I think seeing a guy like D Ward, who had a ton of success, and then all early was something that you kind of wanted to push and think, hey, maybe I can do that too.
1: That's great. Um, and kind of speaking of on the other side of things, when it comes uh, to to other players, who's been the hardest player in your career that you, you feel you've gone against, whether it's fastest shot or just hardest save? Um, You know, there's a lot of guys. I think uh, Jammer shoots the ball pretty well for yeah. Halifax and
0: previously Roch. But I think once you get to this level, it's just, I think, the biggest appreciation I have for other guys is just the level of compete that certain players have and just seeing how bad they want it is something that kind of pushes you to get that extra
1: level or make that extra save. That makes sense. Uh, Number four, uh, fans tend to really enjoy uh, your lid, the Looney Tunes goalie mask you have. What was the inspiration uh, behind that?
0: Yeah, I think we uh, kind of last year we started that with a bit of a
1: kid sport theme and mm-hmm. kind of one of those
0: things where, you know, we wanted to make a little family, friendly, get everybody. And I think the Yosemite Sam kind of plays along with the Western theme of Calgary. And sure. since then, we are kind of been rolling with it. We obviously had a bit of success with the first one last year, so we're hoping we can keep that tradition going. That's awesome.
1: Kind of speaking, kind of going off that one with the fans and whatnot, uh, where has been your favorite venue to play lacrosse, whether that's juniors or, or now in the NLL? I would say uh, the Rough roughhouse,
0: Alabama, Calgary is mm-hmm. probably top tier. But I think there's places like Saskatchewan, right, where they have some pretty spectacular fans. They always yep. let you know when you let a goal in. And I <laughs> I think that's fun, right? It really adds that pro environment. And it's always fun to kind of rather silence them or – well well, maybe you might let in a goal they're kind of letting you know so I think it's just as a competitor it's a really enjoyable atmosphere
2: yeah no that's that's great Um, I'm, unfortunately me and Adam are you know in the state so we haven't been able to get to a Saddle Down game but uh, we're we're hoping to maybe do some traveling uh, if not later in the season maybe next year so we're, we're definitely looking that's definitely on our radar that you know as you mentioned Saskatchewan and I think the Loud House are are the three that have been talked about the most so we'll have to check it out yeah now going with the off the floor questions, uh, you know, talked about you know competitiveness. Uh, who is your favorite non lacrosse athlete to watch right now?
0: Non lacrosse athlete. Uh, I'm personally I'm a pretty big uh, two guys. I'd say are Connor McDavid for pretty obvious reasons. He's just kind of spectacular in everything he does. And another guy I think that I have a lot of appreciation for is uh, Sidney Crosby. Just seeing a, a player from, at his skill level, at his kind of accolades and he still goes into the corners. He does all the dirty stuff, and it just seems like he's kind of the ultimate team guy, even though he's obviously a superstar for good reason.
2: Yeah, no, those are two great guys. You got a little bit of the veteran presence and then a little bit of the young guy, uh, you know, Connor McDavid, who I, you still forget how young he is. I think he's 23 years old, but he's been in the league for five or yeah. six years now. He's kind of like yourself, you know. Um, it's kind of a little bit seasoned, but um, still pretty young, so we got a lot of more years of Connor McDavid left. Uh, did you get to watch any of the NHL um, All-Star game at all? I kind of like the three-on-three. Three. What are your thoughts on that format? Do you think we could maybe see that in the NLL?
0: I think it's a pretty uh, interesting format, right? And I think just kind of up-tempo, and it makes it a little bit fun, right? Obviously, guys don't want to be out there killing each other in an All-Star game, so I think you free up a little bit more ice, let them be a little more creative, and I think it obviously gives a pretty good result for fans, and maybe one day that's an option that they all will have, right, to kind of get some sort of mid-season all-star game and i think that'd be a pretty good development
1: point for the league yeah we were actually talking with uh commissioner sikevich a couple weeks ago about that and potentially bringing back the uh all-star game so yeah that definitely could see that in the next couple of years yeah, yeah it would be great i think i think all the players kind of across the league would enjoy it right and i think it's just
0: one of those things where they have be sustainability to it right they have to have some sort of ticket sales to be able to fly us all out or whoever's in the all-star game, right? Sure. So maybe in the next couple of years, but I think that's kind of one of those things that will come over time.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's a good angle on it because he talked about, you know, finding the right angle. It can't just be, you know, East versus West. People want to see, you know, some creativity. So I think that'd be a good creative way to, you know, spice it up a little bit. Um, going off of that, what are some hobbies or activities that you enjoy doing when not on the floor?
0: Um, you know, I, I'm a pretty big dog owner. I have two dogs and do a little bit of hiking with them. And, you know what, other than that, I'm pretty pretty plain Jane, a little bit of cars, a little bit of everything else. But other than that, nothing too entertaining. I think I uh, spend probably about 85 to 90% of my time playing lacrosse or coaching. So that's kind of the biggest part of my life.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, going off the cars a little bit, though, like what have you been working on recently? Um any make or model that you you want to talk about?
0: Uh, you know what? I have an old car myself. I have a '71 uh, Cutlass, older car. It's kind of done up already. And then my older brother, he's kind of the handy one out of the two of us. So he has an old Ford pickup he's building. So him working and me watching and kind of chirping along and learning from him.
2: Yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, going off of that, uh, what is your favorite movie or TV show?
0: Ooh, that's tough. You know what? I've been watching a bit of Shameless. As of late, my dad's always watching it, so kind of walk through and see it, and I think it's a pretty funny one. Uh, Obviously not the most appropriate, but always good for a good laugh. Yep.
2: Yeah, my fiancé watches that. I haven't actually checked it out yet, but I know that's been going on for a while, right? That's like, one on seven or eight seasons now? And you know
0: what, there's tons of it. It's on Netflix now, so obviously if you have some free time, you can binge watch it, which isn't always a good thing, but it's there for you.
2: Yeah, no, I'll have to check it out. Uh number four, what is your favorite meal? And do you prefer to dine out, take out, or do you cook at home?
0: Oh, I'm I I'm a massive uh, takeout take out guy. You won't mm-hmm. you don't see me in a kitchen very often It's <laughs> kind of a joke, but you know, I love sushi, especially being on the west coast here in Vancouver. We have a ton of it, so kinda anything, sashimi, everything like that, I I just constantly will be eating.
2: Alright, I like it. Uh and then our final one is we, we tend to ask our guests and Adam is our, our book connoisseur here, but, uh, what's a book on your bookshelf that you've read or are reading right now or a podcast that you're listening to right now that you'd recommend to a teammate or a friend?
0: You know what? I, I'm not much of a book guy. I won't hide that, right? Not too big of a reader. Probably a couple of teammates you might be listening to this will be laughing and making fun mm-hmm. of me, mm-hmm. but you know what? I love, love anything, spin chiclets, obviously, uh, Anything like the Stripped podcast, plug them, right, for lacrosse, something like that. But I think just anything, whether it's a book or a podcast relating to autobiographies about athletes and stuff like that is something that's pretty interesting just to see each athlete's kind of different mindset and how they prepared for games.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, um, Adam, you got any recommendations for him? I know uh, for me personally, Captain Class is one that I'm reading I forget who it's by, but that kind of looks at um, what kind of makes a captain. So if you're, it's not necessarily autobiography, but it's you know kind of looks at like Tom Brady and you know all these great athletes that were captains and kind of what made them unique. If you're if you're looking for something to read or even listen to, you can listen to an audiobook as well.
1: Yeah, honestly, I don't even listen and I don't even read that much either. I listen to almost all my uh, my books on taper or through through uh, the Libby app, uh, my library app. So I, I don't read too much either. I just listen to it all. No, for
0: sure.
2: Well, this has uh, been awesome, Christian. We really appreciate it. Uh, we like to end on one final question that we always pose to our our guests, and that is what is some advice that you have for a younger player looking to one day play lacrosse professionally?
0: You know, it's a pretty broad question, but I think the biggest point, uh, Kurt Miloski, even one of the guys who's kind of stressed this to me, is uh, honest work equals honest result, right? So, you know, if there's going to be a day where you might not feel like working out or you might not feel like going to hit the wall or going to practice, you know, even if you're going out there and you're at 75%, you're still getting a little bit better, right? So there's going to be days where you're great. There's going to be days where you might not be great, but it's kind of just staying the course and grinding it out. And at the end, it all pays off.
2: No, awesome. I think that's some good advice for our young listeners. Uh, Christian, where can people find you on social media?
0: Uh, you know what? I'm all over. Uh, I'm b- pretty big on Instagram. I like that. So it's probably one that... I'm on the most, so go 35 will be for that, and then a little bit of Twitter too. So try to not get too much FaceTime because my girlfriend kind of bugs me about it. But okay. I I'm pretty big on the social media. I enjoy it.
2: Yeah, no, we we enjoy seeing your tweets uh, every now and then. You're you're very poignant when when you uh, have something to say. So we like that. We like that too. That we're, you're able to kind of see lacrosse players' personalities because um, I think that's another thing that's going to kind of take the sport to the next level as well.
0: No and and you know I think there's definitely not a lack of personalities in our sports and we're starting to see that more and more.
2: Yeah, no for sure. Um it's great that people have access to it.
0: To touch on a side note is thank you for everything you guys do, right? You guys are doing it for the love of the game, so it's it's all appreciated from the athletes as well
2: yeah no we we appreciate that yeah we're, we're trying to you know trying to spotlight more on the pro game that's our goal with this thing we both have full-time jobs but like you said we're we're doing it more because we love the sport and we think that the game's going to keep moving you know into more popular areas uh we think you know with you know in addition of gambling expansion um you know hopefully fantasy sports we've been doing a little thing on the side as well cool to
0: have just kind of those other options and different ways and perspectives to get people involved in the game, right?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. So I, I think that's, I think we're we're making a little bit of a dent, hopefully. And, uh, you know, it's people like you that are willing to talk to us that are, you know, really helping propel the sport forward, too. So we really appreciate it. Best of luck this season with the Roughnecks, and uh, we'll be in touch. Norris, nice. Thank
0: you very much for having me, guys.
2: Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today.